In this episode of the podcast, we get to talk to one of the most uh, amazing dudes in the music industry. He does so much for independent artists. His name is Ari Herstan. The second edition of his book is out. You're going to uh, hear a conversation that we had yesterday. We first started doing the interview and we were laughing and everything was happening. And then all of a sudden, I kept hearing stuff coming through my computer. Turned out it was his earlier interview, quite funny. So you're going to pick up Ari and Rick, the second take, right after this. Right now is the best time ever to be in the music industry. The opportunities to build, engage, and monetize a fan base has never been easier. So why do so many artists still feel stuck and frustrated? Because the music industry is constantly evolving, and they aren't. I created this podcast as a way to help you navigate the music industry, to stay up to date with the changes, to help get your mind focused on what really matters. My name is Rick Barker, and I went from living homeless on the streets, addicted to drugs, to helping launch one of the biggest stars in the world. I've consulted major labels like Sony and Big Machine Records, talent TV shows like American Idol and The Launch. I co-authored the $150,000 music degree, and I speak at music conferences all over the world. I have a goal to affect millions of people with songs I didn't write or perform by helping creatives just like you get your content to the world. This podcast is one of my ways to achieve that. Welcome to the Music Industry Blueprint Podcast. Helping you navigate the music industry, here's Rick Barker with the Music Industry Blueprint Podcast. All right, Rick and Ari, take two for this episode right. of the podcast, but I think it's only appropriate that we're talking about take two as we're talking about take two on your book. Yeah. Arrived in the mail today. For those of you who uh, utilize Amazon Prime, you can order it today and get it tomorrow. Yes. So, Ari Hurst, I was blessed to be at CD Baby when he released the first version. I've been recommending it for years. I tell people this is the one Bible you need to have because it's the most up to date. And then like everything else that happens in the music industry, stuff changes. Yes. And you decide to go back to a town and lock yourself away for a month to do the second edition. So talk yeah. to about how to make it in the music business, second edition, some of the changes we can look forward to, and some of the cool trends that you're seeing happening right now that will be right. ready for the third edition. Right. Third edition. We'll put on everybody, too. Yeah, sure. Um, right. So a lot has changed um, in the last three years in the, in the music business. Um, you know, the entire social media landscape has completely shifted. So I completely rewrote the social media chapter. Um, you know, YouTubers were more of a thing three years ago. They're much less of a thing now. Instagram musicians became a thing. So I actually interviewed quite a few Instagram musicians. People have had a lot of success on Instagram, kind of told their stories, how they did it, got their tips and popped that into the uh, social media chapter. Um, you know, Spotify playlists were a thing, but people didn't really understand how to be effective with them back in 2015, 2016. Now there have been entire industries that have popped up within the Spotify playlisting ecosystem. So I really dive into that pretty deep. But I also take that a step further and I talk about direct marketing, uh, like Facebook and Instagram advertising. Um, speaking of the CD Baby conference that we were at together, uh, I was so inspired by your talk about Don Beyer that you gave at that thing. I mentioned Don in the book. Um, and so I talk about 
how she made $100,000 in that year doing Facebook Live and how, um, you know, I was inspired by your speech at, at the CD Baby Conference. And so I had heard a lot of those kinds of different stories from so many different people uh, of how artists were being successful in super innovative ways uh, that oftentimes in ways that didn't really exist five years ago. You know, there wasn't Facebook Live five years ago. Um, and so I tell a lot more of those kinds of stories. Uh, we were talking before, um, b before we started about Pledge Music, which unfortunately um, has since died. And so that's obviously no longer in this, this edition. Um, but I talk about, you know, Kickstarter Indiegogo and now Bandzoogle has filled that void and launched this, um, their own crowdfunding platform, not taking a commission which is awesome. Not touching um, the revenue at all. Not touching the revenue, which what that was a big issue with Pledge Music is they held it in escrow and then, but they were putting some kind of Ponzi yeah. scheme together. Right. <laughs> um, so that was really, really unfortunate. Um, but, uh, but yeah, and so I basically, I went through every, I kind of went through every page of the book and updated things in every chapter, removed paragraphs, added paragraphs. I basically added about 50 pages of new information. Um, and I kind of kept a running list of notes from people who would send me messages about the book, questions that they had or moments that needed clarification. Um, because the book has been adopted by music industry classrooms all over the world and musicians all over the world. Yeah. That because the first book, I mean, up to that point, we had Donald Passman's book, which I right. think I'm the eighth edition or something right. like that. And, yeah. You know, Donald was coming at it from an attorney standpoint. Yes. Which completely get and respect and understand totally a lot from that book but it was almost like when your book came out respectfully to donald it was like okay here is the new bible now you know this mm. is current it's up to date thank you that yeah. i love about it is i mean from the perspective of a musician who mm -hmm. is drinking his own kool-aid who mm -hmm. is experimenting himself with a lot of these strategies that he teaches in the book, or he's going out and actually talking to people that are doing it. Of course, he's not going to, he's going to go to the, as I call it, the experts in these areas, the Instagram mm -hmm. who had success, the Don Byers who's had success. Mm -hmm. What is the thing that surprised you the most that you had to update from edition one to edition number two, being an artist like crap, who would have saw that coming? Is there any one of those things that you were just like, didn't see that one coming? Yeah, I mean, um, there's, uh, well, in terms of how things have shifted, um, you know, I, I would say direct marketing was something that I didn't really expect, like Facebook and Instagram advertising. Instagram story ads didn't even exist a year and a half ago. Right. And that has been, people have utilized that so effectively. It has been mind boggling how, just how effective it can be where you can go out and find wherever your fans exist in the world and basically target them so specifically and find your fans. And then you can just show them a quick 15 second video, get them to swipe up to go to your Spotify and the economics actually work out in the way where it's starting to trigger the algorithms, but then you're getting fans into your world that are streaming your music and you're actually People are getting to a point where they know how much money they can spend uh, that is going to return sure. on streams. And it's almost like a math equation that they can work out where it's like, I know I'm going to spend, you know, $1 and I'm going to get $2 back kind of thing. And that, that blew my mind. And so, yeah. And, and there's a lot of strategies now, like, you know, brand man, Sean and, 
you know, uh, Corey, the savior who are out there running these hip hop YouTube pro promotions, getting millions and millions of streams. And it's like the whole industry have all become digital marketers. They, it's mm -hmm. like, I always, geez, I was just up at see, uh, Canadian music week. And I said, everyone raise your hand or repeat after me. I am a marketer, you know, it's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. To hate they're realizing that you can do it the right way. It's that you use yes. your social platform to build a relationship and you use ads to sell. You yes. don't have to go sell on your page anymore. You can hit them up with an ad. That's 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 the job of the ad now. So you right. can build that relationship. I was also sharing a strategy with someone where I said, look, when you go on Instagram Live, start playing, start inviting your fans on to talk to them. They're like, but why? I said, because Instagram is the only social platform that will notify every single one of your followers. They'll drop down a notification that you're live and then yeah. your fans are notified that you're live, so you're creating yeah. like audiences in real time. Right. And introduce yourself to their fans, going, "Hey, yes. this is Ari. You know, Ari's going to come to my show in Minneapolis. You guys should come with him." You know, it's yeah. Like, oh my God, I love that. So I'm glad that you touched on that. Were you surprised about TikTok? <laughs> um, going to be in the third edition. I think I mentioned it briefly in the second edition, but to be honest, uh, we are. It is still so new, and we're only now. Uh, no one has really grasped um, the power of and, and, and the effectiveness of TikTok in a way where it can be uh, multiplied and in a way that is yeah. yeah. So we're people we're figuring it out in real time right now, which is super exciting. Um, and so you know how I address a lot of those social platforms um, in the book because things happen so quickly and like you know from the first edition to the second edition, Vine died actually. From when I when I submitted my final edits to when the book hit the shelves, Vine died. <laughs> so like, luckily I didn't. I only spent two pages on Vine, and I didn't say you should be on Vine. I said, you know, Sean Mendez broke from Vine and King Batch, and you know, I, I told some stories about it, but it was very quick. Um, you know, with TikTok, it you know it's been around for a year now or so. Um, but yeah, musically, so it's even been around. Musically, right? Yeah. Musically first, right? Exactly. And there's Lively, which is the same company, which is the live version of that as well. But you know, right? Musically turned into TikTok, but even then, it has still evolved so much from what it initially was when it was musically just a lip sync app to now what it is uh, currently, and it's going to evolve so much more. So, how I approached the social media chapter was. I told how all of these artists uh, innovated on those on those platforms and how they were successful and their tips and advice to be successful on those platforms. Unfortunately, there hasn't been that many artists on TikTok, independent artists, that have been able to replicate the success of the various viral videos that that you know a lot of our videos have gone viral on on TikTok, but it's a flash in the pan. And so um, sure. you know, I I'm not as interested in like how to get something to go viral. I'm interested in how do you create a sustainable career and how do you build a lifelong fan base? I agree. I remember, you know, Justin Bieber, everybody chased YouTube. Shawn Mendes, everyone chased Vine. Little right. Nas, everyone's taking TikTok. And I'm like, right. all those people that I just mentioned had been doing it consistently for two to three years before yes. you heard about them. So everyone's yes. showing up now thinking that they could just magically you know, do something like that, and it's not going to happen. Someone was joking with me the other day. They were like, 
dude, you're, you're like a guru in social media. You're an expert. I go, how can you be a guru or an expert on something that changes so fast? <laughs> right, right. You can. I don't think yeah. there are any experts. They're just people that keep up with it like yourself. But you touched on it in a really important point, which I keep hearing over and over again from every one who's successful on any platform, whether it's you now, whether it's Instagram or YouTube from before um, or anything, or like Dawn on Facebook Live, consistency, yes. consistency. And so if you're going to be successful on whatever platform you choose, whether it's TikTok or Instagram or Facebook Live or you now, it's the consistency. And, you know, it's the trial and the error and figuring out what works. We don't really know where TikTok and how it's going to evolve, but we know it's really hot right now for the younger generation and for teens and early 20-somethings. And if you want to hop in that, that's cool, but you can't expect to go viral on your first video that you post. And so it's kind of like if you want to be successful, you have to figure it out. And so that's going to be the consistency of, of doing it regularly. Well, and I think people are coming to me going, hey, are you going to go to TikTok? Gary Vee's gone to TikTok. I said, if I go on TikTok, I'm going anywhere that I can provide value. If I'm going on TikTok, awesome. it's going to be showing my personality and having fun. And because my bio will be optimized properly, if they decide to go look at my bio, they'll know that I do music stuff. But I'm not going sure. to go there. And that's what happens, I think, with a lot of artists. Sometimes they chase the magic little mm -hmm. whatever's happening at the time. I was, I was listening to a podcast uh, with our friend Circa. And mm -hmm. he had Brand and Sean on it. We're all asked the same way. I know you get asked. I know Circa gets asked. I get asked, what should I do with this? It's like there mm -hmm. is no magic answer for any of that. Right, stuff. Right. Brand and Sean said it the best. He said, it's almost like you need you you have the play that you call in the huddle. Let's use a football analogy. Mm -hmm. Then you line up under center and you look and you realize the defense has changed and some people has shifted. If you call, if you run the play, you just called in the huddle, you're going to get killed. You have yeah. to be able to make changes on the fly. You have mm -hmm. to be able to call audibles. You have to be able to fail, but fail fast. And yes, I'm just, I'm super pumped and, and excited. When I read the email, I called you up immediately. I'm like, dude, yes. this thing, we've got the book. It's now got a nice red cover that you guys yeah. can get. Uh, did you redo the audio version? I did. I finished that last week, actually. And so uh, that's coming out in uh, a few weeks from now. Um, but yeah, I went into the studio and, and reread the entire book. <laughs> Lots How of throat coat tea. For you to still be able to pursue your music career as much now as you're in the education space and those great events that you do in Los Angeles where you bring people mm -hmm pipe them out online have you been able to stay up on the music are you still out doing that thing or are you yes yeah, right right so i am um equal parts uh an artist and a business uh educator um and i am passionate about both things and I, that's what gets me to to go and and i can't give up either one i tried like for a few months I uh, kind of stepped back from writing, songwriting and performing, and I started to go insane. And so I now, I dedicate, um, every Tuesday is okay. my songwriting day. And so every Tuesday, no matter what, I am off the grid and I, and I go into my home studio and I write and I songwrite and, and I'm also performing at least once a month around LA, uh, mostly songwriter nights right now as sure. I'm working out these new songs. Um, and then I also do big shows every few months with my new funk band, Brassroots District, because that's like 
where I'm most alive is when I'm on stage performing. And right. I'm developing um, the Funk Project behind the scenes to turn into a more uh, immersive Funk Soul kind of experience where we're going to be performing much more regularly around town. Um, but it's definitely a balance. And, you know, as things, of course, pick up with the book and um, Ari's Take Academy and everything that uh, I'm doing on, on the business side of things in the education realm, um, it's, uh, it's definitely, you know, forcing myself to make time because because I'm, I have this duality, because I'm, I am so rooted in both sides and both aspects as an artist, but also as this business person, um, the music business person, like I, I, I need to make sure that I dedicate time for both. Otherwise I just, uh, otherwise I go, I go crazy. <laughs> like if you don't get to do the funk stuff, you know, mm -hmm. it's not going to make you enjoyable to be around to kind of do the business stuff. It's always going to be, exactly. like, you know, so. yes. It's a yes. good feed for you. It's like, yeah, I, yeah. I I'm glad I'm glad you do both. I, I'm glad yeah. you took the time to keep up with this stuff, so we don't have to. It's like a lot of right. us talk about it, and we'll talk about the various different things. But to mm -hmm. have it all in one place, guys, go to Amazon uh, when you're hearing this, like today, as right now, as you hear this, go to Amazon.com, yeah. pick Thank up, you. leave a review. There's a good chance. Now let's just talk some of the business stuff here. There's a good chance sure. that this could become a New York Times bestseller. What's it going to take just, to happen? And how can we make that happen? Sure. I mean, everyone. It, the first week sales are what, how it's going to happen. Um, basically, all the pre-orders and and week one sales count towards that that New York Times list. And um, my publisher just called the Times today, and they said that they are tracking the book currently, meaning it's on their radar, meaning it's the sales are at that point where it's being considered right now. So uh, as of this Saturday night, uh, is that is the cutoff for all the sales. Um, so if you're hearing this before, you know Saturday the night. Uh, grab it if you're hearing it after still go grab the book um and we'll know you know in a week or so if we crack that list um if we did that's amazing um it's it's you know we're charting on amazon we're the number one music business book in the world right now on amazon uh yesterday when the book was released we are the number six overall music book right. on the amazon charts it was elton john flea prince and then this book um cool. and yeah and so it was kind of like uh artists you'd heard of and then this guy you've never heard of and his music <laughs> business book is right there <laughs> and then yeah um so it's been getting a lot of love and then a lot of people have been supporting it um and yeah it's it's we have a shot at that that list which is pretty nuts for a, a music business yeah, book dollars <laughs> for god's sake yeah <laughs> grab the book what i'm gonna Thank do you. is i'm gonna take this It'll be a podcast. I'll make a Facebook Live at it. I'll even Thank throw you. a couple Facebook dollars at it to go get it to be seen. But you're also running some contest that if people screenshot uh, their purchase of the book, did I read that yep. somewhere? Yeah. So if you, uh, right, anyone who buys the book before Saturday, uh, forward your receipt to book at ariestake.com and I just send you a bunch of free bonuses uh, like the. 220 page companion workbook which comes with to-do lists checklists keep helps you keep you on track alongside the book uh there's an hour interview that i had with um the talent buyer for the troubadour that interview's in there there's uh an additional checklist uh 26 things to do before you release your song or album there's the live performance guide so there's a bunch of it's a whole package of extra bonuses so just forward your receipt to book at ariestake.com and you'll get all those for free so what happens if people uh do it after Saturday. 
Well, if they come from you, uh, if they if they get it from you, we'll still send them the bonuses. Right. Yeah. So anyone uh, that comes from Rick, we can uh, we'll we'll send them the no, bonuses. We'll, we'll go after it. I like contest. Yeah. I like fun stuff like that. <laughs> but I also like people having the right weapons, especially as this year's winding down, and as you as a sure. musician are back going. Man, I didn't quite get out of this year that I wanted. This is a great roadmap to have leading in to 2020. Sit down, read the book. Uh, I've read the book and I've listened to the book, but more importantly is I use the tools that are in the book. Too often you guys keep educating yourself. At some point you're going to have to do it. There's some takeaways yes. in this book that will help you. There's definitely takeaways from the giveaways that Ari's offering, but mm -hmm. use this as your roadmap for 2020. Go out there and make a difference. There's a lot of us in this space that put an awful lot of time and money and our own resources into giving you guys the best quality information that's possible. And just like in school, we give the same information to the same people, but why do only a few actually put it to work? Be the yep. one that puts this thing to work. Be the one that sits back a year from now and sends us pictures going, dude, I heard you guys on that podcast and you challenged me and you lit a fire under my butt and look, Picking on this year, mm -hmm. I went and I was able to see her play at her hometown theater, the Franklin Theater. She rented the theater herself. She sold the tickets herself. Just from the VIP upgrade in the first four rows, she already made twenty-five grand to cover the whole entire theater. What? She paid her band. Oh and yeah, she did. Oh yeah, no, her, just her VIP tickets did almost twenty-five grand. It was like wow, was crazy. But what was Good neat about it is she asked the question. There's like two hundred people in there, and she says. How many of you have I played in your living room? And over half the audience raised their hand. It mm -hmm. went from Facebook to the living room to now she's well over 200,000 bucks a year. She's now teaching other artists how to do it. She's created private community. I love that. That all started three years ago when her voice blew out. She's like, how can I go on this thing called Facebook and ask people for money the same way I do down on Broadway in Nashville? Mm -hmm. She did it, guys. Don't be yep. afraid. Grab the tools. Go out and use them. Ari, good luck to you on this. Thanks for last Thank you so much. Jumping in on this. And uh, we'll talk again sooner rather than later. Guys, go to ariestake.com to keep up with Ari. Get to amazon.com. Just type in Ari Herstan and boom, the big red book will pop up. Send him your receipt. Once again, the address to send the receipt. Book at ariestake.com. There you go. Book at ariestake.com. Get yourself a whole bunch of other goodies. And let's see if we can make this thing a New York Times bestseller. Thank you so much, Rick. Thank you. If you feel that having a manager is what is needed in your career, if you think that is what is missing, I invite you to head on over to managemymusiccareer.com. That's managemymusiccareer.com. Take the Am I Ready for a Manager assessment. And also, you'll get invited to a free manager training where I talk about what it is that a manager does, when you should look for a manager, what to expect from your manager, and I'll even break the big myth of what everyone thinks is really happening inside the music business. Just head over to managemymusiccareer.com. You've been listening to the Music Industry Blueprint Podcast with Rick Barker. You can follow Rick on Twitter at Rick Barker Music. And remember, you don't drown by falling into the water, you drown by staying there.